Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SmartSocial.com interview series. I'm Josh Oaks, and I'm excited to be here with you today. Today's topic is going to be cell phone screen time. I've got an amazing guest here that you probably have not heard anywhere else, and I'm going to brag about him in just one sec. But before you hear about this, if you aren't a subscriber on our podcast, this is an interview sponsored by our podcast. It's very circular, if you will. I want to read you what one of our, one of our reviewers said. Somebody said, love the mission. This is from Snowman2797, whoever you are. Thank you. Josh's passion for these issues shines clearly through these helpful discussions on a really important topic facing us today. Thank you, Snowman. That's on iTunes. If you haven't subscribed, rated, or reviewed, please share this. Our mission is to keep kids safe on social media so they can someday shine online and get that dream college, career, internship, everything else. You can learn more at smartsocial.com. Subscribe to the podcast. Help us share it with a few families. You will help us spread our mission. All right, today we're talking about cell phones, screen time, just in time for the holidays, whenever you're thinking of giving your kid that new phone. This is a great interview I think you're gonna enjoy because we're gonna dive in deep. There's gonna be no buzzwords, no intimidation. All right, today I have Landon Ainge. He is a co-founder of Gab Wireless. If you haven't heard of Gab, we're gonna dive into why it's powerful and why I am getting behind this company. I don't own anything from them. I've never received a check from them. I'm not, I, I, but I think it's a really hot, important solution. And I like what they, now I like what they are, but Landon, welcome to the video. Thanks for having me. Really All right. Good. It's great to have you now, Landon, uh, just give us in two sentence, two sentences. What does Gab wireless do? We are a cell phone network dedicated to providing age-appropriate devices for kids. Amazing. All right. So let me tell everybody who's listening a little bit about what I like about this device I'm holding in my hand. If you're listening to us online, I'm going to try and describe it. But I've got an iPhone 8 Plus in one hand, and I've got another black device in another hand. It looks, you don't even know the difference. If you're looking at me, they're both smartphones. The Gab wireless phone, which is in one of my other hands, is essentially the size of an iPhone 6. Now, this isn't on your brand. It's not from your website, Landon. And I'm not getting paid to do this interview, but I'm going to tell people what to expect. It's kind of a Gab wireless review without being a review. Now, awesome. why is this? Why, why, why would we like this? Well, I'll tell you why. Because every kid is begging for a smartphone. And they're saying in all of my speeches, yeah, but my, all my friends have a smartphone, mom. You don't understand. You're the worst mom ever. I can't believe you're holding out. I'm 11, I'm 12, I'm 13. You don't understand, mom. I'm responsible. I want a smartphone. Now, before Landon, before we get to you, I want to explain. I want to sit on this little pulpit for just a hot second, explain to every parent, if you're getting stressed out because your kid is forcing you, twisting your arm, saying you're a terrible parent, we, Landon and I, and I are rooting for you. We are professional cheerleaders that are providing a platform for you, whether it's knowledge on my side or whether it's a data plan and an actual device on Gab Wireless's side. We're here to root for you and give you all the options that you need to protect your kids. So with that being said, please listen to this whole interview before you give your kids an iPhone because I wanna to talk to you about an alternative 
that I'm really opening up to and I am difficult to please. So I've slowly opened up to this idea. And um, Landon, tell us a little bit about why Gab Wireless is an awesome alternative for people uh, before they give their kids an iPhone. Well, first off, uh, thanks for having me. And I think honestly, uh, what we do is our goal is to listen to parents and evaluate what they're going through and also listen to kids and why they think it's so important that they have a phone. And so we're trying to balance that, that need that, uh, that both of them have. Kids want to connect with their friends. They want to get become more social. Parents want to get in touch with their kids because let's be honest, every parent is overscheduled and every parent has too much on their plate already. Um, so providing that communication channel is really does help parents a lot. Um, be home. Hey, can you come home in 15 minutes? You know, Oh, practice actually got moved to this location. Can you, I'm going to get a ride home with Johnny, right? These conversations, little things to make life just a little bit easier is really important. Um, but what Gab does and our first phone is the most basic phones. It's meant to be an introductory device. Um, limits the phone to be more of a functional device it looks cool it allows kids to talk to their friends but it doesn't introduce a browser it doesn't introduce an app store so you're having to worry about what does this app do what does this app do it's it's pretty basic and we've also limited so they can't send or receive picture or group messages um, there's a lot we've talked to a lot of law enforcement we've talked to a lot of parents that come to us about past situations and you know, we see that kids at eight, nine, 10, 11 are getting phones today. And those kids aren't ready to be able to have and send and receive pictures back and forth. Um, they're just not developmentally ready to say, is this a good decision on some of these aspects in life? So our phone introduces a basic way to balance what kids want, what parents need. Yeah. So those of you listening, watching right now, the Gab wireless phone, it has a phone number. So we, we have something at Smart Social. We believe that connecting and communicating on social media is awesome on your phone. And that includes cell phones and text messages, like phone calls and stuff. But it's when you get over into the fully consuming your day, there's four C's in our book. There's a few more C's. But the good side of the C's are connecting and communicating. The bad side, the tipping point, if you were to picture a scale of the other two C's is when we consume all of our time with these apps like Instagram and TikTok. Side note, TikTok doesn't have a pause button. I was showing some people the other day and we scrolled through and you 20 minutes to an hour can be eaten up quickly. All consuming of your time. And when you're a younger kid, everybody listen to this. When you're consuming all your time, looking at other people live their life you begin to compare yourself. So when it consumes your whole day, you begin to compare yourself as a younger kid and you're just, well, they went on a great, there's so much more that, that happens. But these four C's are, let's stay on the good side of social media and devices. That's the reason why I'm open to you guys. I'm open because you're all about connecting and communicating. And that means text messaging, which is what kids want to do, and calling, which kids don't want to do. But you, parents, if you buy your kid any device, doesn't have to be gab. It could be anything. You, you, I, I'm going to root for you right now and tell you. I'm giving you permission to be difficult on your kid. Tell your kid and sign a social media agreement before you give your kid this device. But tell your kid, you will pick up this phone every time I call you. 
And if you don't, text me back, let me know exactly where you're at. You own, this is a privilege, not a right. And we will retract this at any time. Make sure you have that in your agreement. Um, I want to, and, and I've got another example here in a few minutes. We're going to talk about ice cream. Landon, what do you think about all this? You know, I, I really agree with you on a lot, so many things that you talk about. You know, you, you, when you introduce what you talk about, you say, you know, we want to help kids someday shine online. I agree. Let's, we just maybe need to be a little more thoughtful of when that is, right? When is it that you introduce your kid to social media? Um, developmentally, that's a difficult decision, but it is a kid by kid decision. And right now there just aren't very many options out there. And so our invitation is the same as yours. We don't, we don't really care. We hope that we have a solution for some parents that aren't finding their needs being met. Um, but we want parents to be more thoughtful about how and when they introduce the right aspects of technology. Um, if your kid can't handle a personal communication on a phone, they're probably not ready for social media. Right. That, that's a that's a healthy balance to say. And I, I love I absolutely love what you said. Our, our mission is to protect kids, to connect families and to help people live a life outside the screen. When you introduce pure entertainment, the dopamine hit that it's, they're getting from some of these amazing entertainment apps. But in the hands of a 10 year old, they're not ready for that stimulation. They actually you know, they only watch other people do those things. They're not having that chance to go experiment and fail, learn how to fail. That, that's a great skill in life um, and necessary. And so living that life outside the screen so they're not consciously or always questioning, do I have value? Um, they're saying, I'm going out and doing things. And now I have something also to contribute online when I'm ready for that. Yeah, I'm finding that a lot of times when we have social media right in front of us, I, I don't want either one of us to sound like we're 80 years old, like we are disconnected from TikTok. But at the same time, there's an important human thing that every parent knows about that's listening to this right now. And there's an old business thing. If your employees are looking up at the wall and staring and thinking, they actually say that's good because they're figuring out problems. They're processing the meeting they were just in. And this is for adults. If your employees are looking up, kind of not bored, but thinking, that's wonderful. Because that's how we as, as humans process with our brains, figure things out, and kind of just relax and let creativity happen. Now, as soon as we have these devices, arguably, and they are just there for us to, uh, to fill time, we're not processing and being creative and figuring things out. We're not unpacking and repacking all this knowledge we have that is our bedroom inside of our brain, right? Like, let's pull everything out of the closet. Let's repack it in there. Let's clean it. Let's dust it. And that's kind of what's happening when we get a great night's sleep. And when we're looking at the wall, just going, I'm bored. Well, actually, you're not bored. Your mind is going crazy, just figuring things out. And if you don't have enough to figure out, parents, this is the chance to go do stuff, get a bicycle, run around town, play games. But that whole look at the wall, look off into the world or sit outside and be bored and play with a stick. Boy, that's, those are good things because you're doing stuff that we as kids did and now kids are not. It's looking at TikTok. And I love TikTok. I think in moderation, social media can be awesome. We want a balanced approach, but a device like the Gab Wireless or getting your kid a flip phone, that might be right for your family. I don't know. But connecting and communicating is the good part of this technology, especially if you're divorced. If you're co-parenting your kid, this is a device. Don't let, we're going to release a whole course on this. 
Don't let the other parent of your child buy a Ferrari that could kill your kid. And when I say Ferrari, I'm holding up the iPhone. Oh, but we'll just, we'll fix it and the kid will figure it out because it's their, it's their, their knack is technology. I don't want to preach too much, but very, very important. Landon, give us a couple tips. What can parents do to better have a dialogue or rich dialogue with their children? Or how can they hold their kids off a little longer on this, this desire, this conversation about how terrible mom is for not getting them a smartphone? Well, yeah, that's, that's a, we get that question a lot. And I think the first point is, you know, every parent is going through this. Um, doesn't matter if your child is somewhere between eight and 13 or 14, you're getting bombarded with the same question. When can I get a phone? And, and it, it's difficult. And just know that you're not, just knowing that you're not alone and that you're not the only one that hasn't given your kid a phone, that's very helpful for parents. So we, if there's anything you take from this parents, be reassured that you're not the only one and every kid uses the same argument that I'm the only one in my grade. That being said, phones are not bad. Technology is an amazing tool. And both Josh and I agree with on everything we talk about here, that technology empowers us to be and accomplish things that we never would otherwise be able to do. Like this podcast, like this is incredible. Yeah, and uh, you know, my favorite thing about life is live Googling. I don't know that answer, hold on. And we can go research that, can you imagine 20 years ago, People couldn't go to Google to literally figure out what's the knocking on my car. Well, just Google knocking plus this, and you can fix a car yeah. through Google or YouTube, right? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Hey, parents, if you're listening to this right now, I want to tell you the four hottest apps your kids are going to download as soon as they get, as soon as you buy them a Ferrari, uh, an iPhone. Let me tell you the four hottest apps that will drain your child of their childhood. Oh, you're so dramatic. It's accurate, right? Landon knows this. Number one, the number one most popular app that no one thinks about, that every student in my audiences says that they have, but they don't think of it as a time suck because it does have an upside, but the downside is really where it's going to get them. Number one app in the world right now, YouTube. Every child, I'd say 90% of children have YouTube on their phone. Parents, you're probably thinking, yeah, but I let my kid watch it from time to time, but you probably also will nod your head when you hear that other parents are concerned that there's an autoplay of the next video that might be inappropriate for younger kids, right? Every parent goes, oh yeah, that's happened to me 20 times last month alone. Number two most popular app is going to be Instagram, right? Every kid wants to be on Instagram. They have a couple of them. Number three is Snapchat. And number four is TikTok. TikTok, you cannot ignore it. It is a behemoth now. It's based in China. Even if people say it's not, there's a bit of a, a fight going on right now with the US government and, and lawsuits and stuff about some of our data from Musical.ly. 100 million users were sold to the TikTok parent company, ByteDance, and now your kids' data are arguably, I'm going to assume the worst, uh, in China and all their data is going there. So just be careful. Know that those are the four apps your kids are gonna to wanna to download first because that's where all their friends are at. Landon, how many, how many social media apps can the Gab wireless phone download? None. Basically, like we talked about, it's meant to be an introductory functional device to help your kid be a kid a little longer and maybe be a little bored. Learn how to you know, explore life. Um, that, that really is the purpose. And, you know, we, we've listened to parents and we're filling that need to provide more options. 
Yeah, so there's no app store. There's no like button to download apps, right? And then there's a text, a phone, there's a calculator. Um, it's not the one that your kids want to download that hides photos and videos from your parents. If you haven't seen one of my speeches or one of our videos, Google private photo calculator app, you'll see the sneaky apps that hide things from you. And it, but it's got some interesting stuff. And this might not be the right fit for you parents. It might be a flip phone. Kids hate that I suggest that. I love flip phones. But it might, be, um, it might be something like this. You know, kids don't get bullied at school because they've got some kind of a phone. And um, it's got a camera. You can do some fun stuff on the camera. And um, it's got a few, what do you call it, a feature phone? Yeah, I call it a feature phone. It's uh, the right way and functional phone, right? Like it's, it's the thing that allows you to make life easier um, without the distractions. Yeah, yeah. So... All right, let's talk about some of the bigger things that parents also need to know. What, what would you tell someone, let's say they want to get their kid a Gab wireless, a flip phone, or a cell phone. What are some of the things that they need to do beforehand? How can they be better prepared to give their kid a device and communicate the responsibilities of that device ahead of time? Yeah, and you previously alluded to this, and I would I would say there's something that we preach every day, which is one, you should start the communication around technology before you introduce technology. Let's talk about, let's make sure that they understand how you're using your device. Of course, as parents, that causes you to question a little bit yourself and how you are using technology, but it's very helpful and it's a very healthy process. And the second is you never let your kid have their phone in their room with them at night. Just love it. The, what, why is that? Let me play devil's advocate. Explain. Well, in a recent study, they found that kids were on phones for nine hours of a day before they got home from school for a subset here in the survey. The question is, how is that even possible? And the answer is, it's not assuming that they're sleeping. And that's where we find the problem is, is that kids at night don't sleep when they have the phone next to them. Um, partially because of the stimulation that gives them its immediate hit that they actually fear that they're missing out on something that happens at night. And partially because of what you said about the autoplay, whether you're talking about video content with Netflix or YouTube or any of these content plays, they're really good at wanting you, leaving those cliffhangers, wanting you to watch more, wanting you to get more involved or continuing the endless scroll on Instagram and those aspects. No matter what type of phone you have, there's always something to bring you back. And so leaving that phone in some other room just allows you to disconnect and truly relax. Yeah. So let's talk real quick. I, I um, One of my friends, Adam from village.com was in a speech I was giving in Colorado Springs, Colorado, not, not too long ago, like a month ago. And I said, Adam, I want to come up with an example that is going to, everybody's going to be on board with. And here's, here's what it came up with. In this speech and in all my speeches going forward that are parent oriented or st- with students in the audience, who cares? Um, I ask everybody, I want you to picture your favorite ice cream flavor. It could be strawberry, vanilla, Rocky Road, you name it. It could be something super weird that they only sell in one store. I don't care. Picture your favorite one 
and then pretend like you're sitting on the couch and your parents or I go to the store and buy you a gallon of that flavor, right? You guys know how big a gallon is. It's a gallon of milk, or you can get the half gallon, the gallon, whatever it is. You've seen those in the store, a huge thing of ice cream, right? Who doesn't love ice cream? Now, if you're lactose intolerant, you might not be able to do it, but, but pretend, pretend like you uh, your parents come home and they give you that gallon of ice cream and they say, all right, you're on the couch. Great. Here's the remote. There's Netflix, everything you want right up there. And uh, here's a huge spoon. Have fun. I'm going to go get some work done for five hours. I'll see you in a little while. Holler back at me if you need anything. Right. And you leave your kid on the couch and kids are going. And I ask students, what would you do? And they yell, we would eat it all. We'll eat it all. It's so good. Yeah. And they're, you know, that. Because that's a human nature, right? And good for them. I'm root. We are rooting for students. Do what what you have. You're going to probably do a lot with. Great. Now that ice cream, we want students to eat ice cream figuratively and literally. But wouldn't it be better, perhaps, if a kid just didn't know when to stop? They're probably going to eat a majority of that and then start to feel sick, and they won't know kind of when to stop because they'll just want to keep eating and they probably put it aside, but they won't know. I don't, but wouldn't it be great if they could just get a little bowl the way we normally do it? Here's a scoop. Have some fun. There you go. In moderation, we should treat kids. Well, that gallon of ice cream is like an iPhone. I'm not against an iPhone, but at a young age, a kid, we were giving them an unlimited amount of sugar for the eyeballs because that gallon of ice cream just gets them all jacked up. And this iPhone as well, we're basically saying, here's a gallon, figure out when to stop. And a kid has no idea when to stop eating. You're giving them the spoon, you're giving them a charger and connections to 7 billion people. They don't know when to stop. I mean, quite frankly, I'm probably one of the top 10 people in the country for what I do with my staff. And I don't know when to stop. I was on TikTok the other day and I was like, wow, this is really good. And it just keeps playing. So what I want to talk to parents about now is if you're going to give your kid a new phone for the holidays, understand that in moderation, social media is good, but handing your kid a gallon of ice cream is going to be terrible. And one more thing, imagine if your kid was sleeping, but they could roll over and there was a gallon of ice cream right next to their bed. And they're like, well, I'm bored. I'm just going to start eating. That would absolutely change their sleep. The, um, the way in which they slept, it would change the next day because they'd be tired. That gallon of ice cream is when you let them sleep with their phones. If they have it next to them, they're not going to know what to do. They won't know not to have delicious sugar at night. And this will keep them up and will change the next day what they're learning in class. Um, Landon, where do I have it wrong? Correct me. Set me straight. I can't say that you're wrong anywhere, honestly. Uh, that's a really good metaphor. I think every parent has gone through it. And every kid, when you talk to them, they genuinely believe that and they don't want it. They may resist. And that's one thing that, you know, when we talk to parents and we talk to kids, kids will always resist. But that doesn't mean that they necessarily don't want those rules that you're implementing. Because they know oftentimes that they're going to push back on the rule, but they know that the rule is there to protect them. And these kids that don't have that, maybe their parents are glued to their screen. They inherently are falling into the same habit because that's what they've observed. And they're asking for more help. Like, I don't want to be on my screen. They're like, I kind of wish I could go to something like a gap bone. Some of these individuals that are like, this doesn't help my life. Like I feel horrible. 
why am I consuming and spending so much time doing something that makes me feel poorly? That's not, that's not what we, we don't want people to completely isolate themselves because it's a way it is, but connection, whatever it is that will bring healthy connection to people and technology can be a great tool for that. And it can also be a great um, destroyer of that depending on how it is used. Yeah. And parents, if your kids already have an iPhone, there's no shame, but you've got to get them back on this social media contract. Please consider setting downtime controls on their phone so that they're going to bed. You're taking that phone away, charging it in your bedroom or bathroom, putting it on silent mode or turning it off. Give them the chance. And I'm giving you permission to be a parent that parents their kid, your kids. Make sure you know taking that away is for their best interest, just like you take away a gallon of ice cream and give them smaller amounts and treat them. We want them to be online at a reasonable age, at a reasonable uh, maturity level. That's really what matters. You could have the most mature nine-year-old in the world and there could be a little bit, uh, a nine-year-old that, that could be ready for a gab phone but maybe you have a 13 year old that you just cannot, cannot turn off Fortnite and gets angry and all this stuff. And maybe there's a discussion there to be had. So it really is around, around uh, the experts are saying around maturity, uh, not so much just an age. There is no blanket age. My argument, I'm gonna give it to you right now though, zero to 10, and a lot of people disagree with me, no phone. Zero to 10, no phone. Now, now Gab would probably say, hey, we can do something eight to 16. We can do, and it's really different for every family. But if, if you need a number, zero to 10, no phone. If you're 10, 10 to 14, um, that's going to be time for a flip phone, a Gab phone, whatever you, whatever's the right fit for you, but not a lot of social media apps. That's going to be that age where you want to give, oh, but they're showing the sign of maturity. We do not believe they should have full untethered access to the internet, to the world especially be sleeping with a device. Uh, and then age 14, that's when you can start to introduce them to, we, we would argue, a phone without social media apps installed, 15, once they're online and branding themselves and creating a portfolio, then they can have some social media apps and you can monitor their downtime and their usage. And then you can training wheels into social media. Landon, what do you think of that? I think that's a great recommendation. Everything you said there, it's all about that right time. But I, I think that that, you know, that threshold that you talked about zero to 10, you know, we see, and we talk to parents that like you, you talked about the divorced parents, you talk about single parents, you talk about kids that are traveling and are super involved in sports and dance and academics and things, you know, those, those are what we hear from parents. And so we're trying to provide something that we would feel comfortable giving to a kid of that age. Um, and then, then you talk about 10 to 14, and I think that I 100% agree with everything you're saying there. Um, and, and we need to prepare our children to be ready for the right amount of technology because we live in a technology world. Um, but we also know where they're at developmentally, and that, that has to be a piece in the equation of, okay, are they able to handle this amount of stimulation? And how do we talk about that social contract as, as they do get introduced to it? Parents, if you're wondering what the dangers are, I want to introduce you. I'm going to give a selfless, uh, shameless plug. We've got something on the front of smartsocial.com that is essentially a little tiny course called, Should I Buy My Kid a Phone for the Holidays? This put us on the news this week. So you want to buy your kid a phone and it walks you through 
how predators will contact your kids. And we show you exactly how. We show you real news stories of how addiction works, how, what the Pew Research Center says about this, uh, all kinds of different things. And it's 33 minutes long. You watch it with your kid. We've got an actual mom that wrote a two-page letter back to me saying this changed the way my daughter saw it. She better understands my gut feeling. I didn't know how to communicate it, but you did that. This is 100% free. It's on the front of smartsocial.com. We even walk you through a little bit of Gab Wireless and two other alternatives for your kids. And then if you must, you can give your kid an iPhone. But we're basically going to bring everybody up to a healthy level of caution. I don't want to scare you. I just want you to understand what could go wrong. Just like if you gave your kids keys to a car, we need to know what drunk driving looks like. Ah, yikes. We need to go show kids what that is, right? In high schools all over the country, they have drunk driving day where they'll actually uh, in Los Angeles, they'll, they'll, in high school, one of the days, half day, you'll walk by an actual casket, you'll walk by a uh, volunteer firefighters that have an EMT set up, and you'll see what it looks like if you drive distracted. And it shows the kids there are consequences. Please consider talking to your kids about those consequences. It'll make your job easier so that they're wiser when you're not around. You can go to smartsocial.com to take that free course. There's no catch. You log in. You get all of our best stuff for free. Landon, what are your final thoughts for people? What would you tell people that are struggling right now, wondering what to do, whether it's around the holidays or summer or anything in between? I would just say, honestly, as a parent, you don't want to isolate yourself either. Um, if you're struggling with talking to your kids about technology, you know, there are plenty of parents that, that are as well. Um, get involved. You know, we have a community group at Gab Wireless on Facebook that are trying to talk about some of the things that they're going through. Ask, ask other parents, what's working? What isn't? How, how do I have this conversation? You know, how do I address the hard topics of, you know, my child was exposed to pornography. What, what do I do now? Or my, you know, me and my spouse disagree on how to implement technology. Like these are, these are real topics. You know, it's okay to not know that's called being a parent we're all learning on the job and and uh connecting with other parents really provides that that validity there and you know other ideas every parent parents differently but ideas is is super helpful that's awesome. All right, everybody that's listening right now, if you haven't rated, subscribed, and reviewed, please do that, no matter where you're listening. Uh, somebody named Just a Mom of Littles gave us a five star. Here's what she said This podcast doesn't judge a parent's choice whether or not to allow their children exposure to the technological world around them. It guides them, prepares them, and also informs them for when they either decide to begin that journey or accidentally find themselves in the middle of it. She goes all on and on and on. It's a great, and thank you so much to quote unquote, just a mom of littles. Uh, we want to thank everybody, especially you, Landon, for all that you're doing at Gab Wireless to provide a, an opportunity and a solution. We, you know, we need as much as we can to surround our kids with a village of people. Landon, thanks for coming out. Thank you so much. Those of you listening, remember, subscribe, rate, and review. Smartsocial.com is available. We have a million to two million people a year who use our free resources in the classroom and at home. We have a free app that is in the Apple uh, iTunes App Store and also on Android that keeps parents 
educated and safe. I have a whole staff of people that just create blogs. Join our newsletter, you can click below to make sure that you're updated two times a week on the latest threats and positive side of social media so you can stay ahead of your kid online. We're honored that you'd be a part of our family. Please consider sharing this with other people if you found it helpful. I'm Josh Oaks, live from Los Angeles. We'll see you soon. As always, keep it light, bright, and polite because your kids are watching what you're doing online. We'll see you guys soon. Have a great day.